Hi, I'm Becky. And I'm Haley. And this is How to Not Get Killed. Hey. Hi. How's it going? Good. Well, you know, <laughs> I was like, eh. <laughs> it's good. It's good. Becky and I haven't seen each other in a while. No. Yeah. I feel like it's been a long time. It feels like it's been. Yeah. Like years. E- eons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah what? Like, oh, we've grown beards now. We're all yeah. gray. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I showed up just like with my walker. <laughs> yeah. No, it was. We had like a whole schedule worked out for today and we're already seven hours behind schedule. Yeah. Because, just like just a bit. Because we had so much to catch up on. And now yeah. we have nothing to talk about for you guys. Sorry. Eh. <laughs> Should have just recorded our private conversations. Yeah. <laughs> Some of that stuff we can't say on air. No. No. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like rethinking everything. I'm like, oh, no. God, no. <laughs> no. Yeah. I don't think we have any any business to attend to. Do we? I'm trying to think. I don't think so. Aside from like, I know we've posted on Instagram and stuff, but like. Oh, yeah. Yo, guys, my Instagram account got hacked. Yeah. I'm hoping that by the time this airs, this is airing next week. From when it's we're probably still going to be hacked. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I would just say it's a like kerfuffle. block it, yeah. report it, for spam, all this stuff. If I one day get it back, we'll let you know on we'll the let podcast, you know. and you can like re-add it and whatever, but or unblock it. But for right now, there's some evil people just yeah trying to ruin my social media life. Yeah, yeah, and just it's rough. And, and also, I like, wouldn't wish it on my honestly. I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. Oh, I've got a few people I'd wish it on, but <laughs> maybe one, maybe one person I'd wish it on. But other than that, I want to hear this one been... person. Can you tell me this off the air? You could probably guess. I think someone I in my past. As soon as you just said it, you could probably guess. I already know who it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the same person I two said people. that I want to. Two people. Oh, who's There's the two second people. person. Holy shit. Who are you thinking of? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I, I just mouthed. The, the second person I was thinking of was. Yeah. <laughs> See, why okay. are we doing this? We're the worst. I don't even People care. Are probably you know like, what? what names are you saying? You know what? I fucking love it because, like, if I heard another podcast do this, I would be like, "Well, I want to be VIP. I want to hear this." <laughs> so, if you want to hear the names that we just said, sign up to our new tier. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> it's like just uh, like you sign up for the tier, and then all you get sent is this like weird, like posted dark note. video, Ooh. and it's like it says the name of someone like, like Sharon. <laughs> Sharon. <laughs> no, you know what? I don't even think I know any Sharon. I don't know a Sharon. That's why I said it. That's yeah. actually that's. I'm glad you said that because I don't think not, I personally. It's not Sharon. I wouldn't wish ill harm on any Sharons. Any Sharons I know in my life, you wouldn't know, know them. So think, yeah, yeah, it yeah. yeah. Not no, are Sharons kidding. are great. We love you, Sharons. <laughs> great. <laughs> and welcome our new patron, Sharon. Yeah, Sharon. Watch next week. We're going to have like an influx of like Sharons only. Oh my gosh. Can you uh, imagine? We, no, we're going to get hate mail now from all the Sharons. Why? You know what? The second person, I, I actually wasn't expecting that person to be who you mouthed because I, I you know what? I wasn't. Okay. All right. Let's do it. Let's, I feel like, you know, it's like, she's, yeah. This person's on the, on the brink of getting hacked by us. <laughs> yeah, it's like you're making it sound like no, i'm doing it no 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 i just mean that it's like it's obviously not the worst thing in the world that could happen to somebody of no course. Just, i'm not like some 15 year old girl that's like this is literally the worst thing ever yes. on the planet that could ever happen no i'm not of that mindset it's just it's a huge inconvenience and it's very 
time consuming. You wouldn't think that it would be. Like I've never had this happen before. That's the thing. And you just kind of hear about it. But because there's like I said to you, like 15 to like 30 people messaging me every single day that are like, hey, is this you messaging me on Instagram? And I have to respond because I don't want their accounts to get hacked. So I'm like, no, it's not me. And then you inevitably get into a conversation with that person because either they're like, oh, that's shitty. I'm so sorry, blah, blah, blah. Like, is there anything I can do? And then other people are like, oh, yeah, my account got hacked too. And then I'm like, and then I want to talk to them because be like, how did you get your account back? Like, and then it's just like, it's just really time consuming because it's so many people and lots of people that I haven't spoken to in a really long time. And they're thinking, they're getting a message from me on instagram they're like wow Haley's oh my reaching god out. Oh Haley's my gosh. thinking of me and then it's like and vote for like, me on this thing and people are like oh, <laughs> oh she doesn't actually that's like me not Haley. <laughs> even i was like oh my god Haley messaged me she never messages me. <laughs> i'm kidding and oh. also i just love that ali was like from the first <laughs> message the first message everybody gets is hey with the emoji of like the waving hand it's like hey wave and ali was like as soon as i got that i knew it wasn't you yeah and i was like girl yeah like <laughs> not very yeah. many people would know from just one word she's like immediately i knew you know what it's funny because like this is it's hilarious because me and drew were like almost almost kind of convinced that it might have been you just off this one story it because it was like obviously about like bitcoin whatever we obviously know it's a hack now but like in the moment we were like i don't know like she is really like you know thrifty with her money like maybe it's her and then i was just like no i feel like she would have messaged me like i all of a sudden need to like get on this whole bitcoin thing well yeah there was a couple because i got back into my account for like briefly for a few minutes whatever and there was a couple of people that were like messaging my account to be like yo how did you make all this money (laughs) cryptocurrency and i'm like okay first of all i'm just gonna say it out loud because i don't blame anybody and like you know if you i'm like i fell for a hacker my account got hacked so like i don't blame anyone for thinking but as far as people who know me i will just say two things <laughs> i don't i don't know anything about cryptocurrency yeah. i don't i don't plan to know anything about it in the future or learn that much like i that's just not where i'm probably gonna be putting my money <laughs> yeah. and two if i do make money on cryptocurrency i'm probably not gonna be posting about it on my instagram account like and look like I'm one not, of the crypto bros that are like making the yeah, names right and now and it's also like very braggy like i yeah. don't i i don't Oh, no. that's just not me. I wouldn't be that person that's like, I invested a thousand dollars and I made ten thousand. Like, guys, <laughs> ask me how I did it. Like, guys, ask me. That's just braggy no, to me. Ew, I feel yeah, like I don't I'm like that. that person that's just like, I don't really talk about money like i yeah. talk about money with people close to me but like i what we were still raised of that generation where it's like taboo to talk about money yeah, you politics don't ask and like yeah whatever right and with my friends it's more but i'm not i'm not the person who's gonna be publicly posting like oh look at what i made in my real estate investment last year yeah. like well, no <laughs> okay and i think i literally think the only reason why i even had a shadow of a doubt for a second <laughs> was because like the week prior that i was here you, me, and your parents sat here talking about investing for like an hour. That's true. That's true. We did. And we I was didn't buying, talk and about was, any kind of crypto. Yeah, and we didn't. I was buying stocks. Yes. And then we were talking about real estate. And my family is exactly. very big in real estate. I know you 100%, know that. So that's yes. why I'm not surprised that you were like, oh, maybe... Yeah, she could be involved I even, in that. I even came home and I was just like, oh, you know, like just had like such a good conversation with like Haley and her parents, like doo-ba-doo-ba-doo. And I told you I didn't like go into details of our conversation, obviously, but it was just like, I was like, oh yeah, like just talking about like real estate, investing, whatever. Yeah. And so that's why like when it happened just like mere days later, he was like, did she crack some kind of fucking code or is she hacked too? And I was just <laughs> like, you know what? It could be both. It could be both. <laughs> I'm not sure, but yeah so 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 that's why i just want to clear it up for anybody um yeah at this point in my life i don't i still don't know anything about cryptocurrency i honestly don't (laughs) don't understand it i don't understand the whole mining of bitcoin and like whatever like i don't know 
I don't know. She, I have no she idea. did a hand gesture. I've watched videos on it. I still don't understand. <laughs> I don't care. And you know what? Even if it's going to make me a millionaire, I really, I don't give a fuck. Do not come to me and tell me to get on this new cryptocurrency shit. I don't I care. And if you start talking about how it's the future of currency, like honestly, get the fuck out of my house. Yeah. I don't want to hear about it. If, if that's what you're talking about, I've already fallen asleep. I know lots of people <laughs> that have made money through it. Yeah. That's great. I just don't. Fantastic. Yeah, that's good. I just. I don't have the mental capacity no. to like venture into that yeah. weird fucking world of Narnia right now. <laughs> I feel like I think this is just like my brain's just too old fashioned for yeah. these new times. Yeah. Like it's just not happening. It's true. I'm it's not like, even going to pretend like I'm hip and with it. It's, no, no. We're no. going to actually revert. Probably we're going to be like putting stuff in cash into like a mattress or something. Oh yeah, that, like, that's where I keep all my money and my address is. <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't. I don't do that. Please. Oh, don't yeah. rob her. No, don't. <laughs> No. Like someone does, they go into your underwear drawer, there's like $5. Okay, honestly, if there's $5 in my underwear drawer, yo, I'm going to go get stoked. an ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, honestly. That's the best though, finding money. See, okay, this is the thing, and I always talk about this. Everyone has like this fun story about how like they'll just like find $5 here and there. I don't do that because like I, I you know, I like keep like very close tabs of all of my money. Mm-hmm. It's you usually, don't lose track of like anything. No, I never, I never do. Five cents. So like it... <laughs> People are always like, oh, my God, I found $5. It was so fun and nice. And it's like, yeah, I don't know what that feeling is because it's just never there. Yeah. I think I've only ever done it. It's only been in situations in, like, my earliest 20s where I was, like, taking out cash a lot to, like, go out to the bars or something. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. And then I put it in, like, a wristlet. And then, like, I didn't use that little purse for like a long time and then two years later i'm like i'm gonna use that one and then there's like five dollars in there or something i'm like oh yeah from like the last jaeger bomb that i didn't buy or something (laughs) the last one that i was too drunk to take yeah (laughs) someone cut me off thank goodness i got kicked out of the park (laughs) see that never happened to me because like i had this thing like you know you know how bad like my rituals get like i would come home even like blackout drunk and like take inventory yeah, I was like, re- and I, I would like lay out my cards and make sure I have everything. And I was really good at like, I didn't lose stuff. That's good. No, but you're not. A, you're not a stuff. No, loser. but I would. I would take out my credit cards and my ID, I guess, and then just like f- for not digging deep into the pockets. But I was really mm. good for coming home like blackout drunk and taking off my makeup. True. I almost Fair. have never forgotten to do that. Like once or twice in my life, mm. but in like all of the years that I've like gone out and worn yeah. makeup which is a lot of nights um I've like, <laughs> a lot of nights. like my my record is pretty good because like sometimes i wouldn't even remember doing it yeah. it's just like clockwork like i can't oh it's, it's like something that feels icky to me to go to bed with it like oh. i feel uncomfortable so i think I, yeah. my, i'm just prompted like physically to like even if i don't know what i'm doing i'm like scrubbing uh. my face with <laughs> my, with my makeup pads or whatever and then like yeah. just like you know even if it's not perfect but i got most of it off like <laughs> you wake I, up there's just like black everywhere <laughs> sometimes like, i wake up and i'm like i don't have makeup i'm wow clean. i took my makeup off last mm. night i don't remember doing that <laughs> see you know i and i i don't wear a lot of you don't wear a lot of makeup no. and, and when i go out I, I would just be like eyeliner, like mascara mm-hmm. at the time of youth when we would go out. But like <laughs> when, we were youths. I would, when when I was the youths. <laughs> I but like that was the one thing that I never did. I'd I'd always take my earrings out. I don't like sleeping with earrings in. So I, oh, I used either, to always yeah. remember that and I would always be like so proud, like take my earrings out. <laughs> Good girl. But like yeah, I'd wake up and my makeup would still be like on. Like back when I mm. would wear makeup, especially when we worked at Danya together, I had to put a face on. I was like not allowed to even come to work looking as tired and haggard as I usually did. But <laughs> so I would just, <laughs> I would just leave the makeup on, and then wear it for the rest of the day. Oh, you did skincare. 
you, <laughs> you would just like get like two days out of it yeah yeah fair do enough. you not remember prom weekend for me when all the girls were freaking out about their face and then on like day three everyone was like becky how do you look so good and i was like this is still my prom makeup <laughs> and everyone was like oh my god that's so bad for your skin and i was like yeah, you have three pimples and my skin looks great today. Yeah, that's today. the thing is like you have bragging rights because you have perfect skin. Like seriously. It's it's only because I don't do anything to it. No, I know. I know. I'm going to get that out And you the also world. don't like you aren't that person that like puts on a full face of makeup like every like you don't Never. wear foundation. I don't like, own whatever, foundation. Like, yeah. So I think that's the only yeah, that's the only thing that I get. You I don't clog up yeah. all your pores with all this gross shit. No, I mean, they're still clogged as hell. I don't know from what, but they, like they, they clogged AF. I'm bringing AF back, by the way. I know that's been out for a while, but I've been saying it a lot lately, and I like it. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, it's we can the, say it. We can bring it back. It's the new old thing. I used to, for a, a couple of years, I was saying, like, did you see Blockers with Leslie Mann and, like, no. John Cena or whatever? <laughs> like, no, because you can't see him. <laughs> you don't get the joke? No. Oh, there's, like, this big, like, running joke that, like, you can't see him or whatatever. I don't know. What do you mean you can't see him? Like he's invisible? Yeah. He's too big to be invisible. I know, but there's like on on social media, like the kids are talking about it. I've been off social media for like five days. So, (laughs) okay, but this has been like a running joke for apparently a while. Oh, okay. Well, I also, I'm not, I'm probably saying the joke wrong. So, but I'm sure (laughs) Drew's gonna be listening to this like, God damn it, Becky, you fucked it up. There she goes again. I don't even, I don't think he knows it either. Well, in the, in the movie, she's seeing her daughter's messages on like iMessage on her computer because she didn't realize that like, her daughter didn't log out or whatever so the yeah. mom's reading it and she's like talking reading their messages because they're going to prom and she's like she says they're gonna do this she says they're gonna get lit af and lit it's af. so funny the way she says it because i think leslie man is so funny oh my god and she's, she's my like, dream she woman they're gonna get lit af and i said that for so long lit i was af? just like yeah okay, i'm going out to get lit af tonight let's get lit af <laughs> let's fucking do this <laughs> that's gonna be the thing we're doing that we're yeah. bringing that's gonna be our, our friend circle thing yeah message the girls right now let them know okay we're gonna get lit off <laughs> they're gonna be like okay, they're gonna be like all right when we're all in different <laughs> they're provinces. gonna be like we're already lit off where are you guys at <laughs> oh our friends have problems oh but we don't no <laughs> no that's that's so false if anything you and i have the most problems mm-hmm. i mean they probably at, get look at what we're doing for a living and talk about how many problems we have Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if you guys were like forming some kind of intervention behind my back. So like <laughs> at least once a day I'm like, oh, they're gonna get mad at me for something. <laughs> Cause I'm too crazy. But yeah. Yeah. All right. What else do we have to cover? Other than just jibber jabber? I don't I don't think uh... I don't know. I You had a thing, right? Wait. Oh my god, what do I have a thing for? I thought you were just about to say. Uh, what oh. were you just about to go into? Uh, yes. So I this I put this note for some reason halfway through my recap. But I'm just gonna do it now because it's just like it's goes to all of the episode and the past two episodes. So when we started recording this case, the entire Roe v. Wade turmoil oh, yes. was not happening. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was definitely happening secretly amongst congress of course but like yeah 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 yeah. but it wasn't obviously as publicized when we were recording the first two episodes Mm -hmm. so we wanted to touch on that we know that this is like odd timing for a case like this to be covered with so many discussions around forced terminated pregnancies yes so we just wanted to touch on that and just like share our thoughts with anyone who's struggling with this overturning right now because 
our hearts are with you. I yeah, mean, it's upsetting. I think it's, it's just like upsetting for like womankind altogether and yeah. anyone who can carry children. So it's just, it's just not a fun time, you know? Yeah. yeah. So unfortunately, there is still more talk around forced abortions in this episode as well. So again, if you are processing, process it at your own rate and just maybe don't listen to this episode. Yeah. We're okay with losing listeners over an issue like this. Just come back at a later episode. Yeah. If you if you really feel yeah. like something is going to be triggering or it's going to yeah. induce some sort of stress or anything like that, then mm -hmm. make that decision for yourself and just don't listen to this yeah. right now or ever. If yeah. you just don't feel like you're ever going to get there. Yeah, that's that's an important decision to make for yourself yes. and and to be aware of that. And if you if you have any questions, you can always like email us or DM mm -hmm. the podcast account, not Haley personally, because Sammy oh my does. god, don't don't, don't DM do me. It's not but, me. It's not her. Unless you but, want to know about Bitcoin, you, they have a lot yeah. of information. Good, <laughs> then you're all set. But you can DM you know the podcast's Instagram yeah. or email us. Mm -hmm. And if you want to know like, hey, how in depth do you go? Yeah, we're happy to respond yeah, and say sure. this is kind of the gist of what we cover. That way, you can make your own like executive decision mm -hmm. on whether or not it's for you. Mm -hmm. I think with that we can carry on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. I just wanted I just wanted to touch that because and thank you for bringing that up because yeah, it's something that I think yeah we record sometimes we record these so far in between it's hard to get the like life occurrences that happen in the current moment current events going yeah. on that that can sometimes play into yeah. things that we might and we don't want to come off as like insensitive discussing all of this when someone right now could just be like sitting in complete darkness so yeah. we just we're there with you in that darkness we are just as upset as you are everyone yeah. should be upset yeah. if you're not upset get the fuck upset like <laughs> <laughs> that's that's all we'll say on that <laughs> all right so i'll do a my usual fast recap. Wow, Ooh. that's a really short recap I wrote for two full episodes. I'm proud of myself. Concise. And now I'm like, did I not write enough? Okay. <clears throat> <laughs> okay, so in part one, we covered all of Michelle's upbringing. Her really shitty, shitty upbringing. I, all I wrote was her upbringing. I'm just going to remind you guys. It fucking sucked. Oh, yeah. Her upbringing was not like fun dancing in the fields. It was awful we covered ariel's history fuck that guy um and then we ended part one at michelle officially being captured and locked in the room so that was that's the ultra gist of part one yes then in part two we started off with michelle's horrifying first couple of experiences in the house her being chained above the ground and tortured she endured for days on end then we covered her time in the basement which she also endured torture for months on end down there um horrifying mm -hmm. To when she was brought back upstairs, the incident with Lobo, um, her getting a radio and then also a TV. I know. I know. Even talking about that incident fucks oh. me up. I think I had like blocked it out of my mind. I know. I did. But I was like, oh, I can't fix, oh, skip the sentence. Worse, I'm already reading yeah. it. Yep. Um, finally, we got to Amanda Berry's abduction, which Michelle had like seen on the news and had like that gut instinct that she was in the house. Finally, after a little bit of time, Ariel had showed them to one another and they had had that like confirming interaction where she was like, I know who you are. Mm -hmm. um, they had very few interactions after that in the beginning. Um, and then we covered one of Michelle's pregnancies that was horrifyingly terminated. This is where I had put the note to talk about this. So mm -hmm. um, after this, some time had passed again and Michelle had heard on the news that another girl um, named Gina DeJesus had gone missing. Keep in mind at this point, in our timeline, this was almost exactly two years after Michelle's capture and one year after Amanda's capture. 
Um, we covered how Ariel had abducted Gina by using one of his daughters, essentially, like as bait, if you remember. Right. Yeah. Amanda was abducted from her work, mm-hmm. like heading home. So Gina was then kept with Michelle. We talked about that. Um, Michelle and Gina were chained up together and we we covered like that bond that the two of them were able to build together since they were sharing the room. They were tied together. Michelle started to view Gina as like a younger sister and did everything in her power to protect her and keep her kind of safe. We covered how for a long time he would make efforts to keep Amanda like separate from the girls. Like he just kind of like favored her. Right, right. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Well, we're going to cover more of that like favoring in this episode Mm -hmm. particularly because it's – he's – I am – fuck him. I'm going to continue. And then we ended on like the suspenseful stop of having Ariel's grandson come upstairs, see the girls, and then start screaming. Oh, yeah. 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 End of recap. I forgot that yeah. it ended on that cliffhanger. I know I did. I did, didn't yeah. I? You you you're really good at being able to like end things on a cliffhanger. Oh, and I I the way I just split it up, you know how I was just working on all of that? Yeah. I in my opinion this is another good cliffhanger. Like the, the, the way in, that this I'm episode's gonna, yeah. gonna end? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I was thinking about that about a case that I'm gonna record tomorrow and I was gonna ask your opinion because I was like there's a lot of information and I want to split it up. Yeah, but like, do a cliffhanger. But I don't, there is no cliffhanger. So that's why I'm like, there's no like obvious place for me to split it in my mind because you always split it in such a good place. And where I always, I'm, I'm like, I'm always oh, like, I'm gonna, oh. well, this is going to be stupid because everyone's going to be like, okay, that's where you ended no, it, Haley. just try, just try. Because <laughs> every time I do a cliffhanger, I always tell myself, I'm like, oh, this is too abrupt. This feels too like not right, not natural. Yeah, but mine's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll have to explain it to you. I don't think that you okay, understand. It's not, it's just not that kind you know of what? case. Honestly, it's not like a true. It's not a true crime case. It's a paranormal one, oh. but it's not a scary paranormal. Oh, damn one. it! Yeah. Well, then what the hell? Why are you even doing it? Because it's super cool. Okay. Okay. It's fine. like okay, a cool. That was a good it's response. like a cool. Yeah. I thought you were gonna be like, I don't know. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's a cool case, but there's no like. That's what I mean. There's no obvious like cliffhanger because it's okay. not scary and it's not like. Did you just bad. hear my stomach? I did. You actually heard that? I did hear it. Yeah. Okay. Drew, did you hear that? Honestly, if if, (laughs) Drew, if you are editing and you hear it, please add the echo this time. Because that was a good one. It was like a classic stomach. Continue. Continue. I cut you off. No, that, that's it. We'll chat about it okay, later. Okay. You guys will obviously understand, I guess, when the episode airs. I was also going to say, too, sometimes putting the cliffhanger in gets you a lot of hate messages. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I, you might not have seen them on, like, the the shared account, but on my personal account, I've gotten a few from friends that listen, and they're like, why would you do this to me? <laughs> and, I, and I'm like, uh, Just so you guys know, Show like, business, baby. I also <laughs> experienced the cliffhangers. Yeah. Like, oh, it's I not never like, tell Haley. Like, yeah, and I don't go, it's, I was just saying this, you know, it's not like I go on and, like, I, I'm like, oh, I'm going to Google the end of no. this case. Like, oh, no. no, of course not. And half the time, like, I, you're really good at picking cases that I literally have, like, no fucking clue about. Yeah. Like all of them so far, like all, especially all the Bleeding London ones, like I had no idea. Well, I mean, I didn't either until I read <laughs> <But> the like, books. <laughs> so when you tell me about them, I'm like shocked the entire time. But we don't discuss cases beforehand. Me, beforehand. We don't. I, no, so many noises really. are happening <laughs> internally. If we, <laughs> if we do, it's like the bare minimum. But but yeah, we don't. We'll just like cover the topic and kind of like the theme of it. Mm-hmm. I don't think we've ever really gone into detail. Oh, unless it's like a case we both know yeah yeah like i think like ed kemper or something yeah. like that but we both kind of even that then, case yeah okay. most of your cases i don't know either oh. working right yeah now. yeah 
yeah, we're good at this. We're gonna, yeah, this is good. This yeah. is good. It's gonna be hard when we get into like the heavy hitters, like Jeffrey Dahmer and stuff like that, because we both know. We both know, and that's so why we well. might cover some of them together. Yeah. Well, that's not I all think, of them, but yeah. some of them we. Will. I think Jeffrey Dahmer's like all you, and I'll yes. just chime in. Yeah. Like I usually do. I usually just I'm like I'm. This is what I'm gonna say, and then it's like <laughs> wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. So yeah, we ended it at the grandson screaming. Yeah. Okay, let's get back into it. Let's fucking do this. I'm ready. That was the whole episode, guys. <laughs> and it's over. Bye-bye. Imagine I was just writing for like three hours, and I'm like, that's all I got. That's all I got with <laughs> <A> the recap. <laughs> okay, so he started to scream, Mommy, oh my God. And then Ariel stifled his screams. Um, Michelle and Gina are like sitting there thinking like, oh my God, this is it. Like mm-hmm. some someone's seen us because you said like his family was downstairs yep. like like it, oh, it sounds like the people, whole family right? like yeah. so i think it's his daughter angie who's the mother of the grandson i, I don't know if i had written down the grandson's name you know what it's okay we, he's a child we yeah. don't need to name him um so now they're thinking like oh my god somebody's seen us like we might get out of here mm-hmm even though, like, yeah, it's a little kid. They weren't even sure if anyone downstairs heard him yell or not. Yeah. They still thought, like, maybe. Mm-hmm. A few days had gone by. And, of course, like, this hope was, like, starting to dwindle a bit mm-hmm. because, like, nothing happened immediately. Like, right away they were both, like, okay, you know what? Tonight the cops are going to come booming in here because this kid's going to go downstairs, tell their mom, and boom. It's just going to be solved, right? That's mm-hmm. what they kept kind of, like, thinking. Yeah. that's like what you'd have to hold on to exactly so they still had hope that you know kids are smart this kid likely said something to his mom even if they didn't believe him at the time like it might still raise some questions like it might Mm -hmm. start concerning um michelle was chained up in a cubby hole after this like a few days later um and she said that she like this was somewhere on the main floor i guess he had cubby holes that he would just like kind of push them into and keep them in there this was news to me too as i continued researching okay um but she had overheard ariel having like a phone conversation obviously she couldn't hear like the other person um but she assumed it must have been like one of the daughters okay because it was like she heard like a voice but not like clearly like she wouldn't be able to identify them anyways but it sounded like a woman but um the person on the phone was clearly like insistent on coming over like right away and Ariel kept saying stuff like, no, the house isn't ready. Like, the house isn't clean. Maybe come in a few days. I still have stuff to clean up. Like, just don't come. Like, don't come today. Like, I, I have stuff to clean up. Stuff like that. And just kind of gave, like, a lot of pushback. So this actually gave Michelle a lot of hope. Mm-hmm. Like, putting pieces together, maybe thinking, like, okay, the kid did do exactly Say what we something. thought. Yeah. yeah. And, and this is kind of true because I'll, I'll cover more of this in the next part that's what i was like moving is um there was suspicion at this time Mm -hmm. from family members and friends like things people were starting to get a little bit like something's off like something's weird there's all these locked doors like you're what's going on being fishy like you know uh like a family member is like quoted in the documentary as saying like oh he always had like really loud music going like we would come over and there'd always be like this really loud radio going and even if we were trying to have conversation, we'd be like, hey, can you turn that down? And he'd be like, nope, can't. Mm-hmm. And like people at the time just thought like, well, that's just Ariel's personality, right? Like yeah, he's just a dick. He's just – he just really <laughs> likes really loud music, which is like 
under normal circumstances that's fine like well you were having like a party or something but like if i came over to your house and you and drew were just like blasting like oh whatever oh that would be shocking to you just like do you hear that that would be very shocking if somebody just (laughs) (laughs) me and you were trying to have a conversation yeah (laughs) it's just like the loudest music going on in the background it's like can we turn this down (laughs) no No, this is the way we like it it (laughs) so people were starting to catch on with that and like i also too obviously it's really easy for people to like look back and reflect and be like oh that was weird so Mm -hmm. there are a lot of people now that are coming forward like yeah i did notice something strange didn't realize it was strange at the time Mm -hmm. just Mm -hmm. thought you know he was somebody that liked music but obviously it was to stifle any sounds that the women might have made yeah oh my god i looked away for too long and now i have no idea where it was um yeah there we go um so about two weeks had gone by after that phone scenario of him giving this other person on the line so much pushback right um ariel had come upstairs into michelle and gina's room and said get up you're going downstairs then for the first time since gina's capture uh he brought all three of them downstairs to the basement together that was their first time all three of them yeah yeah like they had only seen her like in passing like Mm -hmm. quickly um he then chained all of them to the same pole in the basement stuffed socks in their mouths and told them not to make a single sound michelle even every time she says says these things throughout her book she would she's like very sarcastic and hilarious like mm-hmm. her writing is like there's like a dark humor behind it of like how she'd be like well how do you expect us to make a sound like are you talking about like a mumble like because there's literally a sock in my mouth like yeah, yeah. so like it's it's refreshing hearing her words on it because it is yeah. kind of like okay like you get like these like brief moments of like she's a human being like yeah talking about course. this experience yeah. like yeah read her book i can't say it enough like it's mm-hmm. just anyways <clears throat> so after this he had left and gone upstairs there was like a little bit of silence before the girls started to hear voices again upstairs but they heard a woman's voice at the top of the stairs and she said what's this can you open this and was like trying to pull on the door the door to the basement yep oh and he just replied saying he couldn't the basement was filled with water like flooded he was doing some work on it and it just wasn't clean or safe to go downstairs right now like you got to go and just like pushed her out of the way that was the end of that conversation um michelle even like notes saying like oh that woman must be calling the cops right now Mm -hmm. thinking like oh they're here to like inspect it must be family like our, our plan is working like the kid saw us this is all coming to fruition now and then, like, time had passed and she's thinking, like, fuck, it's, the cops aren't here yet, you know? Like, they're mm-hmm. all, like, sitting there worried together. But, yeah, a little bit had passed and the voices were gone. Um, he had come downstairs, gave them some old food, removed the duct tape around their mouths. And then he kept them chained together down there for the next three weeks. All he did was scoot the bucket closer and loosen their chains enough that they could go to the bathroom and that was it. <sighs> I know. I, but it's yeah it's just awful to think like it's for some reason like reading their accounts it's it's almost harder hearing their personal conversations with one another because it's like it's not like you just went through this on your own and could completely disassociate and come up with a fantasy world in your head yeah you're like forced to look across at somebody and be like okay what day were you captured yeah and they had to discuss these things and she talks about how this is where they shared their stories of like this is how he got me yeah and reading that part was just like difficult thinking like these three women had to sit around and have a conversation like that like i couldn't even imagine that 
Yeah. Like I, I couldn't even put myself into that like mindset of like, oh, well, I was captured on May 24th and this is how he got me. Like I just I couldn't even put myself there. Yeah. The fact that you are all able to relate on that level is just like shocking in itself. Yeah. And then because all of it, all of it is, you know, it's, it's all very shocking. Yeah. And then they all shared like what he had done to them to see if they were all kind of getting the same horrifying treatment, which is a whole other thing. Like that would be rough. It's, it's hard enough finding like friends or people who support you when you're talking about something traumatic that's happened in your life. Like mm -hmm. we've even talked about this where it's just like, I'll talk about like something in my past and you're like, I, I can't even relate, but it, it won't be like to the same gravity of mm -hmm. this, you know? So it's just like, it's hard enough finding people to like, be like, oh, 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 my childhood was bad. I relate with you. You know what I mean? It's like hard enough finding that connection, but to like have three people that are sitting there saying like, we've all endured like rapes from this same person. And this is the like degree of torture. Like that's a whole different kind of like mental torture. I can't even yeah. fathom. So they all started to kind of like bond over this. Like this would naturally yeah. you would. make you. Yeah. 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 You would. I mean, you would have to. You'd have it's to. It's just, I think that would just be like a survival instinct. Yeah. 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 So they started to make like escape plans. She even like jokes in the book about how like they weren't good plans, but we talked about them. Like we tried. We yeah. tried to come up with work things. through something, right? Yeah. Or the bad ideas until you can find a good one. Yeah. They, you know, they would talk about like support plans, how they were going to be there for one another, even if they weren't like physically in the same room kind of thing. Like we're here for you. So it was very like uplifting to hear that sort of like side of things because yeah. – that's also like the really like humanizing thing where it's like these were people that had to just be like, okay, if you hear three knocks on the wall, you know I'm supporting you, you know, yeah. like like we're there. Yeah. We're there, you know, like so they had that. And it's just like that's kind of like the the good and the bad of knowing they went through this together is like it sucks that they all had to go through this of and course, go through it together. But like at the same time they had like strength in numbers. Yeah. So <clears throat> back to it. After about three weeks, he had finally moved them back upstairs. Gina and Michelle went back to the room they were initially in together, the pink room, and then Amanda back to her separate one. Some more time had passed. I find I write that a lot because like in this in this story, like time just passes. Like it just yeah. keeps passing. Like yeah. I it's about 2004 now. Like it's years are going by. Yeah. Um, so yeah, some time had passed and then one day he moved them all into his burgundy van out in the back and told them that his family was coming over. And they couldn't be in the house. This was in the midst of summer. Like, the midst of summer. And, okay. like, you know how everyone's like, hey, don't leave animals or babies in the car Ugh. with all the windows up? Yeah. Yeah. It's There's a reason why you're not yeah. supposed to do that. There's a very real <laughs> reason why. It's because it can, like, literally kill you. Yeah. All the windows were, of course, kept up so that nobody could hear them, like neighbors or anything the windows were extremely tinted as he put them into the, the car um, michelle notes that it was like actually like quite a big trunk space he had removed the back seat like the bench part okay. in a van you know how like there's bench yeah. seats in vans so he yeah. removed the back too so there was like a lot of room to like lay down there was, so a it was just like an open kind yeah. of van like there was no seats in there yes. except for the front seats the, the front too yeah. which so he had chained michelle and gina to the front too and I couldn't quite make out from the book, but Amanda was chained to something in the back. Like, I think it was, like, an arm rail or, like, 
Oh, actually, if I'm remembering right, it was the like lock that the seats would lock into on the ground. Right. I think that's where yeah. her chain was through. I could, I'll correct myself later because I didn't write that down. But anyways, as he was like piling them all in, he showed them a gun and said like, I have no problem coming out here and killing you all if I hear a peep. So obviously they did stay quiet. He kept the bucket in there and then he kept them in this van for five days. Oh my gosh. Michelle recounts saying that they all essentially just took turns fainting from heat exhaustion and dehydration. Like, and going, like, completely delirious. Surprised that none of them died. I, I too, am surprised. I'm, like, genuinely surprised because of how malnourished they were and how, Mm -hmm. like, they weren't getting water. They they would have been, like, they were almost completely nude. I think each of them had, like, maybe a t-shirt on at this point. But again, like, we've talked in the previous episode, like, it's not, like, a thick material that would, like, do anything. Michelle says she used it underneath her back to, like, absorb sweat for a bit. But, like, that's all she, like, had. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like, they all had fainted numerous, numerous times. Wow. And just kind of, like, would come to and then just, like, they would check on each other and, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and in case anyone is wondering, it's – he did go and check on them, but it wasn't, like, to check on them. It was to torture them. Like, nothing good happened in this van. Like, they were just kept there and he still would – rape and torture them oh my gosh on routine yeah like this guy's fucked like yeah i this yeah i out of like all of the true crime cases i personally know this is like one of the heaviest ones like i just i feel like he's just like done it all like in the worst way someone who's completely like removed from morality yeah like you're just operating at a different inhuman level i was just gonna say that's like yeah yeah so now we're a little close. Oh, sorry. I skipped over that last sentence. My apologies. After the five days, he did move them back inside to their rooms. So they spent five days in there, which maybe that doesn't sound like a long time in comparison to how long. It probably long... felt like forever. Forever. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, it's like you would think that like already everything they've gone through is terrible enough. Being chained up in a bedroom is terrible yeah. enough. Yes. But then now you put someone in like a literal sauna. Yeah. And then- you add that to the general yep. horrifying situation that they were already Just, experiencing. And it's like, oh, I guess it could get worse. Mm-hmm. It got worse. A- like <laughs> every time they thought that it couldn't get any worse, it got worse. Yeah. Like every time they got like comfortable in any kind of capacity, it would get worse. Or at least like used to it. Yeah. 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 So now it's a little closer to 2004 and he started giving them a little bit more. And I heavily quoting this freedom to walk about the house i obviously heavily quoted freedom because it's not freedom it's just like a little bit more within their confines um when he was home they were not allowed to walk around freely if he was not home it was only while he was home and it was like in the same room like they couldn't just go off and do stuff so he had to like witness everything um there's i don't i only put in this one sentence and i was going to elaborate more but I think if you want to hear more about the story, you can watch the documentary on Discovery Plus. But there was one night where, like, he had allowed them all to, like, drink a little bit. And it's noted as, like, they had all got, like, a little drunk. Mm -hmm. Like, not, like, crazy. But he had pulled out his gun and made the girls play Russian roulette. Yeah. Um, Michelle refused to pull the trigger. But he had handed the gun to Gina and said, if you 
shoot me, that means you hate me. Or if you pull the trigger, sorry, that means you hate me. And it was another test, of course. Right. And she pulled the trigger. Gina did? Mm Mm-hmm. I know. Would, and she's in the documentary and you got to watch her because it's... I know, it's, I know. And I'm just thinking in my head, I'm like, if I were him, I would not have the gun loaded. Yeah. I, I don't know if it was loaded. Like, I would just be like, it, you think it's loaded with one bullet, but it's not. Yeah. So either way, I'm not going to die, but I'm going to see who is loyal to me. Exa- and that's exactly it. It was a loyalty test, 100%. But they do discuss it a little bit more um, in the documentary. But I mean, yeah. I don't blame her. I'd be fucking tempted to pull the trigger. Yeah. And when, I'd be tempted to pull it like eight times. When that's the thing is, and, and Gina like, talks about chance. that. She's like, yeah, she's like, even if, like, if I knew it wasn't going to kill him, like, I, I don't know. She's like, I'm not a hateful person. Like, she, even how she talks about it, it's just like, man, these women are just, like, better than everyone. <sighs> because she even she was like, I had a hard time. And it was like, really? Because I'd be like, nah, get me a knife. This yeah. is going to be slow, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know. know what I mean? And I, but again, we say that without being in their situation. No, yeah, but of it's course, just I've like, never been in their situation. But before, like, this is how I, I know. like, <laughs> I already have so much hatred that it's like, oh, oh if I had to go through that, I would be a... I'd be ruined as a person. Yeah, no, ruined. Be, yeah, and, but she's even like, I don't know, like, and, and so that's why I keep saying, wow. like, go watch that's it because, like, with a good heart, I know I, I need everyone to like experience these women in the same way that I have because yeah. it's just like, I don't get how they can still be good people. Mm-hmm. If I if I went through even half of this, I'd be a murderer right now. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I'd be unhinged. Like I, like <laughs> that's a good word for it. Yes, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> just be like no. So yeah, please. I'll... And people would probably understand. People would be like, oh, so you went through that, yeah. and then you became a violent. I get a free pass. You became a violent person. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, I get a free pass. These women just still are, but they're amazing. Kind. They of people. maintain their incredibleness, and then they go on to improve. We'll get there. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. We still have some shit to go through, but we do get there. Fuck. Okay, so this is about the time that Ariel had started telling the girls that um, Amanda was his new wife. Like, he was really heavily emphasizing that this is my wife, this is my girlfriend, she's my spouse. Like, he truly, truly believed that they were, like, in a relationship, mm-hmm. which is fucked. De- delusional, but... Delusional. Yeah. This is why enough. This is why we're trying to, like, study, like, behavioral psychology, because, like, I need to understand how someone can go from point a to point b on this one because i can't like he then began um doing his routine rapes to michelle and gina in the backyard rather than in the house because it would just be disrespectful to his wife so he would take them out into the shrubs in the backyard this next how would you even i mean I'm, i'm i'm really surprised by that because that seems risky doesn't it so neighbors saw chained women outside Nobody called the police. <gasps> so so I guess it wasn't risky because he was like, no one's going to do anything? Like how? I, I don't know. I don't know if he was just like that confident. I it, Like Michelle does talk about how like, it, it's not like she was just like splayed out in the middle for everyone to see. Like he would take her to shrubs and like corners and stuff. But yeah. like obviously like you can still be seen. I It is noted that it's like a rougher neighborhood. It isn't like the bridal path or whatever you talked about in one episode. <laughs> like, and again, it's like no shame to this neighborhood. I'm sure there are fantastic people that live there, but there are, it's a higher crime rate where right. they are. So I, yeah. I, but I feel like still like 
call the fucking police like fuck yeah well i understand if it's like i don't know who his neighbors were or what they were doing if you were like a person who lived in a house and you're like we're making drugs in here i'm not gonna call the cops on my neighbor who looks like they have some girl chained up like to be honest like they're probably just not gonna do that yeah or if you're a person where you're just like i don't trust the police i don't want to get involved yeah i don't want there's a million reasons why yes. it just sucks it sucks it That's just sucks thing. like yeah you know yeah um i i had heard this I think in another podcast, I never searched it myself. So I'll repeat it, but just know that this might not be factual. But what I had heard in another podcast at one point was that um, like something that did overlook the backyard was like a retirement home type situation. Oh my gosh. And that's okay. it, some of the witnesses were people who lived there. Okay. And, and that's why some of the accounts weren't taken seriously. Right. But again, I, I, don't know the validity behind that. So I'm not going to use that as concrete fact in my statement here. Yeah. It's just something I had heard in another podcast. I figured I'd share it because it's a factor. It's it. Yeah, it definitely could, it could be. very well be true. It definitely could be. And if it is true, it makes a lot of sense. It's unfortunate mm -hmm. that we can't just take people at their word. Yeah. Like not, not all old and retired people are senile to the point of yeah. seeing chained up women. That mm -hmm. isn't, really like how and even if that even isn't if really how are, it works. like even if someone is um you know has like advanced dementia or something yeah. like that but like someone in that retirement home reported anything that seemed like abuse in or around that facility it should be investigated yeah at the very it should least be like i feel like if, if, I, if you're like yeah. i'm seeing my neighbor do this yeah okay Peek it, your it, head could, out. it could very well like even if you're like 99 percent chance it's wrong but on the one percent chance yeah i might be like want to mm, be looking i'm gonna do a drive-by <laughs> yeah i'm yeah. just gonna keep an eye yeah yeah because like i mean like the field that like i've worked in you worked in the same field like i've been told some stories <laughs> from people i've supported and yeah like if uh, none of them have ever told me a story that i was just like oh i need to fucking check this out like mm -hmm. nothing along this type of mm -hmm. but it, if i if any of them ever did even still i might be like ah like if they were like, oh, our neighbor, I saw someone getting butchered in the backyard. If I knew it was like a story they were telling me, I might still be like, I'm going to fucking peek over the fence and see what's going on there. Yeah. Like it would make me intrigued at the very least to be like, yeah, what are you seeing that your brain is telling you it's this? Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Exactly. I, right? I would be also curious. Okay. Okay. I was like, okay, I want to make sure I'm not the only one thinking yeah. something like this. But anyways, there were witnesses that later came forward being like, oh, yeah, I saw some chained women outside. Oh, that's fantastic that you didn't call at the time. But anyways. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, moving on. Moving on. <laughs> so eventually, Amanda had become pregnant in 2007. Now, in contrast to Michelle, who was forced to miscarry upwards of four to five times oh my gosh yeah. yeah through you know violence poisoning starvation you name it she went through all of it mm -hmm. um ariel had stopped himself from attacking amanda um and improved her meals not like luxuriously she just yeah. got a little bit better meals to ensure that the pregnancy was carried to full term she was allowed to carry to full term yeah Okay. Yeah, we're getting into it. Yeah. Um, he initially, I guess, had a plan to leave the baby on the steps of a church after the baby would be born. But, you know, as the birth got closer, he kind of was like, 
all excited about being a father again because you know he's such a great guy (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah i like couldn't even say that without like almost throwing up yeah i'm like oh yeah he's probably like can't wait to be a dad and ruin someone else's life yeah Yeah. and it's like you already have like i think what like five kids you clearly don't care for or give child support for or fuck you neglect them and then you kidnap their friends and then you use them to kidnap their friends yeah you're like a piece of shit so yeah dad of the year yeah 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 so um Amanda had actually gone into labor on Christmas Day. I believe this was, yeah, 2007. Yeah. Um, he had taken Amanda and Michelle t- uh, with a children's, like, inflatable pool into the basement and uh, told Michelle to help Amanda give birth. Oh, my yep. God. Michelle delivered Amanda's baby all on her own. Now, mind you. She has been held captive captive by this man for, mm, I, what's the math here now? Like almost 10 years at this point. Yeah. When did she get abducted again? Um. Oh my God. What was the year? Was it the late nineties or was it early, the, the early two thousands? Oh my God. Oh God. Hang on. I, for some reason thought it was like 2000 or 2001, but I could be wrong. Yeah. Oh my God. I should have this like hey bear with me that's okay i'm the worst for asking questions like that i just like to orient myself in space and time and it's been so long since we like recorded the second episode 2002 2002 2002 okay. so Sorry. it's been and this is 2007 yep. almost 2008 because you said it's christmas yeah okay well how what's that math i'm not doing math don't make well me she was math. abducted i believe in august so that would be yes. like we're looking at approaching five and a half years okay sorry yeah i, I yeah. jumped the gun a little early and said 10 years it it's does okay. it does go on to be about i know years, i but... know it does and that's why i was like wait how long have we been so we're five over five years now yeah. so and michelle has very limited education she is in no position to be delivering a child no i mean no that's obvious no. um that is not fair especially no. having her being forced to miscarry numerous times already yeah like and she even talks in her book like about how it it was not fair like that was kind of like the only words that she could like string together was like i i don't i don't understand why i had to be forced through these heinous situations where i'm cleaning up my own mess Mm -hmm. and here i am supporting amanda through it but of course michelle being the the better person than any of us ever could be Mm -hmm. she helped her through it and she was extremely supportive like of course she was because it's not necessarily amanda's fault oh my god no never does she imply that yeah of course yeah and it's like one of those things where i get those emotions where you're like i'm angry at this guy and i would like to punish him through not helping her but then that would be punishing her and she didn't do anything wrong of course not. yeah so it's like that would be so conflicting yeah and just traumatic yeah so amanda gave birth to a baby girl and at the moment when she was delivered the child was not breathing mm-hmm. so ariel had obviously flipped the fuck out and told michelle that he would kill her on the spot if that baby didn't survive and michelle did everything in her power and she was able to successfully resuscitate the <gasps> baby with cpr oh my gosh which is actually who, who is she like an angel this is okay like does she have the like the power of the universe (laughs) in her fingertips like this is what i don't understand because like uh, this is the thing about cpr (laughs) i know you know this i'm gonna say this for everybody doing cpr on an infant 
is, is extremely different. Really, really. Thankfully, it's I, really difficult. Neither of us have ever had to do this. Oh, God, this. no, no. But they do teach you it in CPR about how, like, you have to learn you it separately. You have to use fingers have instead to, of your hand. Yeah, two fingers because they're so tiny. Like, and you, and, and the you, pressure, it, like, how would, I would not even be able to even begin to think about how, like, how, how much, much pressure blow. you have to put on that small child to <laughs> have it be enough, but then also to not break them. Yeah. Like, and I like from all of the CPR I've taken, like the like first aid training, like you, you can't blow too much or too little because mm -hmm. if you blow too much, their lungs can explode. Yeah. Like yeah. literally explode on the spot. So That's it's why just sometimes like, they, they, they've started telling people not to even uh, yes, breathe in now. I think right? the last but, update I did for like my, my work, like I think they didn't actually teach the blowing. I think it was just they the don't fingers. even for adults now because if you're doing mm. it on someone that you don't know um, for like the transmission of diseases or something like that, it's like, just too increased. Yeah, they they just say that the risk is too high, so it's just mm. it's just as sufficient to just do the the chest compressions apparently. Yeah. Um. But for a baby, yeah, like there's yeah. other complications that could play into it. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. So I don't know how the fuck she did it. Oh she is gosh. superhuman. Yeah. I yeah. This people is, go to school for like literally years and years, lifetime. sometimes up to a decade to learn how to do that, and she just did it. And this is why I keep like this is why I keep gushing over the fact that she is just like mind blowing. Wow. I I I want to meet her one day because she's just like yeah. out of this fucking world. Out of this world. So let's continue let's continue before I just like propose to her yeah. here. Like <laughs> start her fan page. Yeah. I'm gonna start a fan club. It's yeah. happening. We're doing it. <laughs> so Amanda had named the baby girl Jocelyn, um, even though Ariel wanted like a Spanish name, something from his like Puerto Rican heritage. She was like, no, it's Jocelyn. <laughs> That's me snapping. <laughs> and they and they stuck with the name Jocelyn. Wow. So I know okay. I it goes to show how much he like, truly favored her. Yeah. Because she he, had yeah. a bit of power. Yeah. In a, in a way she had some kind of hold over him yeah she, that's not to say that she still didn't get horrifyingly of abused course. and tortured like yeah. but yeah there were certain things that she was able to i don't want to say get away with but she was able to like do that if gina or michelle had done it it would be a much different outcome mm -hmm. so um amanda had raised and schooled her all alone in her room like took care of jocelyn like all alone the only help that was like provided by Ariel was um, allowing Amanda out of her room and chains and just giving her some old toys here and there. So he just gave her like a tiny bit of freedom here and there just for the sake of the baby. And that was it. Okay. All of the baby's clothes were cut and sewn out of old clothes by the three girls. So they used anything that was like old of theirs and like had cut and were allowed to sew little things for her. Mm -hmm. Michelle and Gina made a lot of the clothes too. Like the three of them all kind of just used what was off of their bodies to give to oh her. Oh my gosh. Like I can't even, I can't deal with this case anymore. <laughs> like it just never ends. So as Jocelyn grew into a toddler and became like more aware of her like surroundings, Ariel had um, forced Michelle and Gina to like come up with new names because she was starting to 
say things. He would bring Jocelyn out into public and say stuff like, oh, her mom's busy. Like people would ask like, oh, who is that? And he would say stuff like, it's my granddaughter or it's this person's kid. And like he would have a story Mm -hmm. for like why the mother wasn't around. I'm just watching my granddaughter for the day. So Michelle chose the name Juju because she wanted to be named after like Jujubes, like the candy. Okay. It's so cute. It's very cute. <laughs> she she just like it's also <laughs> like on. something that I wonder if she thought about like something that like a baby would say. Yeah, it's like a double syllable. Yeah, you know, like, like mama easy. or dada. It's yeah. juju. Yeah, you know, so like, yeah, yeah, that's very cute. Yeah, and then um, Gina's name became became Chelsea. Okay, she like couldn't think of ideas, so Michelle was like, "Well, what about Hazel? What about this? What about Chelsea?" And they both agreed that Chelsea was a nice name for Gina. But he allowed Amanda to use her real name, Hmm. which is really shocking because Amanda's name was fucking everywhere Mm -hmm. in Cleveland. Like, and still was like, she was still such a talk of same with Gina. Like they were both so heavily, like, I don't know, sought after by the community of like trying to find these women. Like their pictures were still up everywhere. Yeah. So um, he took all chains off when, um, J- uh, sorry, Jocelyn had like pulled on Michelle's chains one day and said, Juju Locke. Like she was like starting to question things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he was like, okay, well, I can't have that anymore because she's going to start talking about this, like yeah. repeating it to people. Oh, and we yeah. can't have that. My friend Juju, she's locked up in the bedroom. Yeah. Like, she's kids, upstairs. You can't just like, no. if you're going to, if you're going to expose them to it, they're going to learn it. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what literally what their brain is designed to do at that stage yes. in life is to absorb everything. Exactly. And something like all adults know, or at least should know, is that kids are incapable of being consistent liars. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if a kid comes to you and they're repeating the same thing, the same story, every time you see them, yep. and it's very separate occasions, it isn't a lie. <laughs> It's the truth. It might be a spin of the truth, but they cannot keep or, a lie Or their straight. understanding of the truth. But yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's just like, yeah. So if, if this toddler came up to me every time I saw them saying, oh, Auntie Juju, lock upstairs, I would be like, okay, so this is the fifth time this mm-hmm. child has said this to me? Question mark. Yeah. <laughs> like, so unfortunately, it was smart of him to remove the chains at this point because- yeah. Because eventually she won't have memories of that anymore. Exactly. And it would just eliminate at that point. Um, This is when he also began to allow them some more limited movement throughout the house, always under his supervision. And he would always keep his gun visible at his like waist, Mm -hmm. just as a reminder. When Jocelyn was about four years old, um, he started taking her out of the house. This is what I was getting to. uh, And would introduce her to like relatives Mm -hmm. um, as either like his granddaughter or his newest girlfriend's daughter. And then he would just say, like, oh, she's busy if they asked, like, well, Mm -hmm. where is the mom? Like, um, when Jocelyn complained about all of the locked doors in the house because she couldn't get into things, she was trying to run around and play and would try to open doors. But they're all locked. She can't go anywhere other than, like, the main floor. Like, the basement's locked. The door to the upstairs is locked. All the bedrooms were locked. Like, Mm -hmm. the bathrooms had locked. Like, everything was, like, heavily locked. Um, He would unlock them and left some of them unlocked and sometimes would forget certain ones unlocked but again remember all of the girls are like heavily trained to not trust that yeah yeah yeah. 
it's, 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 is it a test? Is it this? Mm-hmm. Is it whatever? Right. So for now, just keep that in the back of your mind as a little, a little sprinkly. Right. If you couldn't hear, that's me rubbing my fingers together like sprinkles. <laughs> that's for later. That's for later. <laughs> so more time had obviously carried on more torture. Like the routine was still there. Like, yeah. I know I'm glossing over that. It's just, it's hard to keep repeating. Yeah, but when it's something that went on for like 10 years, I mean, like, we don't. We're going to gloss. Yeah. Yeah. We don't need to go over every single and even, day of these women's horrors. Like, exactly. We understand what's going on in, in these years that are passing. They're not dormant years. They're not no. <laughs> like calm years. Like, it's, it's yeah. everything that you talked about in the beginning just over and over again. Yeah. So, yeah, again, as this time had carried on, like, things didn't really they never really got better now that jocelyn was in the picture they were just like different yeah just new accommodations were made because of jocelyn but it wasn't like necessarily an improvement Mm -hmm. so something happened while michelle became pregnant for i believe the fifth and the last time under ariel's regime instead of allowing her to carry this pregnancy to term like he did with amanda he said to her if i have anything to do with it you will never have a baby in this house i don't know if i mentioned it in the first episode or not but Michelle is severely, severely allergic to mustard. No, I don't know. If okay. you, I don't think you mentioned that. I think I might have, or oh. maybe I didn't in the first episode when he was giving her a um, a hamburger. I don't remember. Okay. I don't remember it. Anyways, yeah, she is severely allergic to mustard. Okay. Ariel knew this. He forced Michelle to eat a hot dog that had mustard on it as like the only topping too um he put a gun to her head and said eat this or i'll kill you and she thought i'm going to die either way because she's like i don't eat mustard like i i I don't even know what reaction is going to happen like the last time i had this when i was a kid i was rushed to the hospital like yeah like you don't know if it's like anaphylactic or if it's like are you gonna get hives or are you gonna like yeah well she knew she would like swell a lot but she just didn't know she didn't know if like her throat was gonna close up and exactly yeah yeah and and even too with an allergy if it's been over 20 years since you've had it like checked like you literally don't know how you're gonna react like assume the worst assume the yeah, worst especially so because you haven't had it in 20 years like it will be a foreign yeah. substance for your body yeah and she notes in the book that at this point she was like again being starved at the time mm-hmm. because this is a method that he had used to terminate previous pregnancies, pregnancies with her yeah. she was so hungry and hormonal from her pregnancy that she was like i'm i'm starving and i'm about to die either way like i i need something like so her like almost like instinct kicked in so she took a bite Within minutes, her face had swollen, like, completely, completely blown up. Like, everything was shut. Like, her eyes were shut. Like, her mouth was, like, swollen, closed. Basically, everything had gone gone swollen. Like, her arms were starting to swell. Like, she was becoming a balloon. Oh, my gosh. She, she was saying that her whole face was red. Oh, but keep in mind, this is all happening in the pink room with Gina watching. Yeah. Like, this wasn't, like, a private thing. And then he just left her there with Gina. And she's, like, struggling to breathe, trying to get air, like, fighting for her life. Like, every day is a fight for her life in there, for a a fight for all of their lives in there. And this was just kind of, like, the cherry on top. Like, this is just forcing someone to go through an allergy. Like, I I don't even want to know. I don't even want to hear that. Um, Gina had, like, supported her through this and, like, tried to, like, care for her. Nothing was really 
making any difference. Like, I'm they sure had there's any like, medication. Yeah, I'm like, sure there's like not much she could do. She would just like talk her through it. Um, uh, Michelle was like coughing up like a lot of like mucus and stuff. Like it was just kind of like dry oh. heaves. Like she couldn't get much out. So she spent like a day like this. He brought up some antihistamine style cough syrup. It didn't really help that much. It did take away like the cough part of things for her. Okay. But she was still extremely swollen. So this is like a whole day that she spent just like incomplete swelling. Oh my god! And she actually thought she was dying. Like she talks yeah. about this as like being the closest to death that she was like in. Like it just yeah. felt like she was dying. I can only imagine. Um, Gina kept like talking her through it and reminding her to fight for Joey. So that's what kept her breathing and kept her focusing on like I'm going to just like keep breathing. That's mm-hmm. all I got to focus on is just, like, if I keep breathing, I'll be mm-hmm. okay. That's it. Michelle said it took a total of five days before the swelling went down. And she was able to start to breathe normally again on her own without, like, reminders. Mm-hmm. Five days of struggling like that. Yeah. So the hope, obviously, behind feeding her the mustard was to terminate her pregnancy, which it didn't work. So he had some more time had like passed after that incident of her near-death experience with the mustard and he had come up with his previous alternatives to you know terminating a pregnancy he again trigger warning guys he pushed her down a flight of stairs and then proceeded to repeatedly stomp on her stomach she later that evening i'm not going to go into detail confirmed that it had terminated the pregnancy Yeah, it's just, like, I, it's so, I can't even, like, begin to, like, string words together to, like, talk about how heinous all of this is. Like, I I still have a hard time even believing that all of this has happened to just, like, one small group of women. Yeah, I know. I, I don't get it. Like, so it was now the spring of 2013. Like, lots of time had passed. Oh, wow, okay, yeah. Jumping forward a bit, like... They had some freedom. They would watch TV with him, like stuff like that, you know, hanging out, still enduring their torture. Things are neutral for the time being. Okay. I wasn't sure about the month. She just said spring, um, but he had brought Michelle outside and gave her a shovel and said, you're going to help me with some yard work and that he was making a garden in the back. And then she was like, okay, well, like, where's this garden going? Like, what are we doing then? And he was just like, oh, just start by digging a hole there. And he would constantly yell at her. It's not deep enough. Like, you need to keep going deeper and a little bit wider. Like, it's got to be a big hole. And she kept digging and she started to realize this wasn't going to be for a garden. No garden goes this deep Mm -hmm. in just one concentrated spot. Like, you usually just, like, turn a little bit of the grass over and plant your shit. She's like, this is not for a garden. This was definitely going to be for something big that needed to be buried. We're going to leave it there. Okay. The last part gets a lot better. The good stuff happens in the next part. Well, yeah. Yeah. We're really close to the good stuff. And I don't have that much torture to cover in the next part. Okay. I really don't. Okay. I promise. (laughs) I promise. (laughs) it's it's good okay <laughs> I'm, I'm fucking hoping so because it's the end and that's it and then that's it and that's it and that's it okay wow. man 
I'm sweating. Yeah. I mean, you're wearing a sweater. Yeah. So. It's wet in here. Yeah. <laughs> it's wet. It's damp. It's, it's moist. <laughs> it's, it's goopy. <laughs> but yeah. Okay. Well, I know. I just I need to be done this. I need to be fucking done this. Yeah. I don't. I don't blame you. I can't wait to be done this case. I had a friend the other day mention to me. They were like, she's like, there must be like, I mean, there's some cases that you just like that. Just no one can ever talk about that. You probably wouldn't cover. And I was like, oh, Becky does. I was like, yeah, Becky oh, she covers did. those. She yeah. does those ones. Yeah, yeah. She hates the ones it. that you think the ones that you think that like you just probably couldn't read a book about or talk yeah. about for four hours. Or I was like, oh yeah, Becky does those ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And okay, and see, the, <laughs> this is okay. This is the thing. Before everyone's like, Becky, you fucking sick fuck. Because <laughs> because no, it's not that I'm like getting any kind of enjoyment. Oh out gosh, of I know. No. You're not. Well, no. I, that's what I said. I was like, she does, but then she's like also just like throughout Dead. the whole thing, like this is awful. This is so awful. <laughs> I should stop talking about this. I don't know why I'm talking about this. <laughs> I see here's here I'll explain my thought process yeah. for these people because I swear it comes from a good place <laughs> let me explain I've heard these cases the ones that mm-hmm. I cover where I'm like I'm going to jump off your roof as soon as I'm done covering it suicide's not a joke guys but also I fucking hate doing these cases I do them because when I hear other podcasts or other shows cover them everything gets so glossed over mm-hmm. that it doesn't do true justice to the victims that survive these cases. Yeah. So that's why, especially with a case like this, where there are three people that came out of this and have a story to tell, mm-hmm. I'm going to fucking scream their story of from the rooftops. Yeah, So definitely. people are like, Becky, you're giving too much detail. And it's like, they went through this. Mm-hmm. They've written books about this. Yeah. Their story needs to be out there for multiple reasons so that we know how to never have this happen again yeah like oh my gosh yeah that, that's like first and foremost is yeah. this is how we can learn from ariel and stop the next ariel yeah that's With pretty much so it. many red flags so yeah. so so many red flags yeah and like, and then right and he then was like, like lit up like a fucking christmas tree with yeah. red flags fuck <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Oh, yeah. And I can't wait until we get to the next part where we talk about his neighbor who (laughs) just suspected him for so long. He's hilarious. I will. I'm going to post like video clips of him because he's like, no, there's something fucking wrong with that guy. (laughs) Like, he's funny. Like, he's the comedic relief in all of this for me. Is he also meant like, did you watch him in the documentary? Yes. And like, uh, when I show you his picture, you've seen him before. Oh, okay. Yes. Oh, fair enough. I'm sure you. I'm Sure. sure. Okay. Or maybe you might not remember from the, well, we'll talk about it after. Okay, but, okay, okay, we'll get there. But also, like, I just, I yeah, we just want to scream these people's stories from the rooftop. Like, you just, you got to do justice to them. Like, yeah, that's what we're here to do. I just think you're brave for delving into that. I don't want to do it again. <laughs> then, you know, take a break. Yeah. Take a break. Yeah, that's why like I don't this. know if you noticed, but I, I'm on our schedule. I, I moved my next survivor case because yeah. I can't. I know, because when you told me originally that you were doing this one and then that one after, and I yeah. was like, I changed my mind have right fun. after. Have fun. Okay. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> no. As soon as I, I was... I'm also on the other end of it being like, oh, wow, I'm going to have a lot of dark, dark, dark uh, episodes. <laughs> like, just the next eight episodes are going to no. be and real. Then he, and then you just in this episode, you're like, yeah, our next one's a fun paranormal one. He's so fun. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> tear. <laughs> like, so, yeah. Fuck this. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Well, on that note, sign up to be super cool and join our cult of extremely awesome people who love true crime at www.patreon.com slash how to not get killed. And if you ever want to chat and connect with us, you can send us an email to how to not get killed at gmail.com. 
or you can DM us or comment on our post on Instagram at how to not get killed. Oh my God. Just like at how to not get killed. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter at H2NGK. And you can also check out our website and shop our merch at www.howtonotgetkilled.com. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks. I don't know why you're still listening, but thank you for doing it. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> There's no one listening now. No. They're all gone. You're, listen- you're not even listening to me anymore. <laughs> Your eyes have glazed over. <laughs> all right, keep it sleazy, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.